welcome to another edition of COVID Comfort. Today we're going to be talking about Scream. Yes, Scream, I know. The movie that there's really nothing left to be said about. But, here we are. Um, I actually had COVID last week, so this is the most authentic COVID comfort there could possibly be. Um, so what can you say about Scream that hasn't already been said? Um, for me, this was, uh, I don't want to call it a gateway horror movie, but it was one of the first ones I saw as a kid that made a huge impression on me and made me a lover of the genre. Um, and it is kind of the pulp fiction of the horror genre, essentially. I mean, it brought the kind of brought to the forefront. It's not the first movie to have done some of these things, but it's the most mainstream one to have kind of brought in a meta sensibility, talked about the genre tropes and had the characters aware of the genre's tropes, but still works as a good horror film. Kind of the first truly postmodern horror film. And because of that, I think it gets a lot of flack because like Pulp Fiction, it's another film that, was so good and so popular that it inspired so many ripoffs that were not that good, but kind of leaned on what they thought was successful about the movie, the obnoxious uh, crutches of of meta references, of referencing other films, of a kind of self awareness and uh, sarcasm and irony that. Uh, in and of themselves are not scary and not that compelling. It's the thing that that's so great about scream is that it has all those elements that are fun for genre fans to go, Oh, here's the rules of the horror movie that we know, but it's fun to hear them like reiterate it, but it's still scary. It still works as a horror film. So it's working on more than one level rather than like leaning on, all the nerdy kind of fandom elements of it, but then having a mediocre, or, you know, completely unscary movie underneath, which a lot of imitators did and which, you know, caused so many people caused whatever kind of backlash that there is against the movie, which I understand because now we're in a, we're so many years later, um, but we still have that kind of thing that trend still happens. And it's not one of my favorites that, that reference heavy meta heavy tongue in cheek, irony, heavy uh, horror movies, because if it's not done well, it, it's just kind of obnoxious and you feel the, uh, while we all like certain films and you want like, think it's cool to have Easter eggs and stuff. It's, it's all been so overdone. And in this day and age, it just, you, me personally, I watch films like that and just go, okay, but what do you have to say? Or what, what story do you want to tell? Or, or what's, what, what's at the core of this besides the fact that, okay, yeah, you like X, Y, and Z film or X, Y, and Z filmmaker. That's cool. So do I, but you can't just make a movie about that. I mean, you can, <laughs> But it may be incredibly annoying. Um, 
So the film, you know, obviously gets a lot of flack for that. And that's not its fault. Um, If anything, that's just goes to show you how great it was in the first place. Um, But yeah, I mean, what can you say about it? To me, because it was so formative. So I'm whatever. I mean, I must have seen Scream when I was like eight or nine rented it from the video store. I wasn't old enough to go see it in the theater, but uh, distinctly remember the blockbuster new release and watching that movie and loving it and being terrified and uh, covering myself with fake blood afterwards and pretending to die. Cause I guess that's what you do. And my older brother being like, shut the fuck up. Um, but for me, it's so formative that I think it is uh a masterpiece. I think it's one of the best horror films and it's one of the best. It's almost a horror comedy with the, with the irony and self referential kind of humor. Um, but yeah, I think it's got that. I don't know. It's like that perfect balance of like murder mystery slasher, um, but also funny and fun and well-written and, and just all across the board. 10 out of 10 for me. Um, I know some people hate it and I get why and I get the trends that it perpetuated or inspired that are kind of annoying, but it's still a kind of a 100% comfort watch that I can go back to at any time and, uh, and enjoy. And it really kind of shows the, uh, I mean, it's kind of a showcase for Wes Craven's sophistication of his craft, I would say. Because here's a guy who started, you know, with Last House of the Left and things like that and Hills of Eyes that, not that they're not well-crafted because they are, but their their reputation and their power is in a extreme, raw, documentary, uh, visceral sense and this is way more polished and just, you know, a masterclass in suspense throughout. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's one to always come back to. I pretty much feel the same way about Scream 2, too, which maybe I'll do a video on at some point. Scream 3, not so much. Scream 4. Uh, and hopefully this new one will be good. Um, we'll see. Uh, it'll be weird without Wes doing it, but, uh, but yeah, I still think, you know, it's a great comfort watch is a great, I mean, maybe people would argue this cause it's, it is fairly gory, but, uh, I feel like it's a good gateway horror movie. It's not that intense compared to certain things. And it's got that, you know, that incredible, mixed tone where you get real scares and danger but also a lot of fun and humor and uh characters that you like and care about so yeah that's uh that's scream i love it i still love it um i don't care what anyone says um so next time it's been a while since we've been here so I should have some new video essays coming up in the pipeline soon. Um, 
and who knows what we'll do for another COVID comfort. At some point, I am going to probably talk about Scream 2 because I have a irrational love for that movie um, that I can't really explain, but, you know, at some point we'll go into it. Um, but happy Halloween. Enjoy the scary season. Watch Scream while you're at it. All right. Take care. Bloodhound Picks Podcast is produced by Josh Lee, Craig Drum, and Kyle Hintz. Music by Raymond Seed. Editing by Kyle Hintz.